Hey y'all, and welcome to the For The One podcast. I'm KK, your host, and in this episode, we'll be talking about childlike faith and the sweet, sweet pureness children exemplify that Jesus calls us to walk in. So grab your favorite drink, your favorite blanket, or even your favorite piece of childhood memorabilia, (laughs) and let's get started. So y'all, to give you a kind of um, context, I guess, for this episode, I wanted to share with you the verses that are inspiration for what we're talking about today. First verse is in Matthew 18, verses 1 through 5. It says, At the time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. The other verse is Matthew nineteen fourteen, which says, And Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. What sweet, sweet verses. I mean, honestly, cue Jesus singing Never Grow Up by Taylor Swift. (laughs) That's what it sounds like, right? Because he's calling us to be like children. And think think about how pure children are. How sweet and wide-eyed and bushy-tailed they are. I mean, they're curious and imaginative and energetic and playful. They're trusting of the people they know and love. And then you think, like, what happens to us? What happens to our faith, to our energy as we grow older? (laughs) It makes me think of, like, there's this TikTok sound. um, And it's like, what happened? (laughs) Where it's like, I remember someone used it at our school when we beat OU in football when we weren't really good. It was like, OU, what happened? How'd you lose to Texas Tech? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, what happens to us as we grow older? That makes us less and less like children in our faith. I mean, you could say the world gets to us, that pride consumes us and maybe idols fill our lives. What if as we grow older and maybe become more cynical or pessimistic or just tired of trying to learn and grow and be curious? What if we become this way because Satan knows that our capacity to understand as an adult is so much greater? And that if we truly devoted ourselves to God and did have a faith like a child and did want to continuously grow and our capacity to understand like even Satan's could never stand against people with such strong faith like what a thought that like as we grow older we become less and less like children in our faith because Satan is trying to stop us because he knows how strong the power of God would be with people who are continuously curious and growing in their faith like what I mean that's enough reason for me to be like let me go back. Let me be like a child. I mean, that's what motivates me at least. And why should we care? Why should we care that we should be like children? Growing up is a part of life, right? Well, first of all, 
Growing up, y'all, it doesn't equate to outgrowing God. Second, is I'm not saying that you, <laughs> I'm not saying that you have to start liking Hello Kitty and Transformers again, and you know, sleep in your little race car bed or something. <laughs> it's okay if your tastes have refined, <laughs> but we should still have an appetite for God. And there's a reason that we refer to God as Father. And we are his children. One being that he refers to himself as our father. But also, I mean, if you think about what a natural parent-child relationship looks like here on earth as it's designed to be. Children look to their parents as providers. At a very young age, they expect their parents to care for them. And not in the context of like demanding, like, I expect you to do this for me. (laughs) Those sometimes toddlers may have that approach or that attitude. But they do it in the context of that they expect provision because they know nothing other than to trust their parent. They have faith that they'll be provided for. And over time, like we mentioned earlier, sin kind of distorts this. It ruins it. You know, parents may make a mistake and children may become skeptical. The world kind of gets to them. But this is the original way God intended a relationship between a parent and child. Trust and provision. We often hear of how the relationship of marriage is a metaphor for the union of God and his bridegroom church. But I also believe that that other relationships around us exemplify our relationship with God and give us insight to unity with him. I mean, think, like we have friendships and you see all the beauty that can come with that. And y'all, Jesus is the most loyal friend we have. And we have marriage in this unity of two becoming one and knowing each other so well and better than anyone else. And Jesus knows us fully. And we have parents and children. God is the father and we are his children. He created us and he provides for us. And God cares for you. He's never failed to provide. He loves you and wants what's best for you. I mean, as, his, as a father, he lifts us up when we're down. He counsels you. He protects you. He's there for you even when you're yelling and screaming and crying and throwing a fit and saying, I hate you and storming away and pouting like a toddler. Like, as a child or as a father... He loves you even when we do that. As a father, he delights in our happiness and obedience and joy. He is our father. We are his children. And as his children, let us play that role. Let us walk in obedience. Let us trust in the Lord. And let us have faith in his goodness and provision. Let us go to him when we're hurt and angry and sad seeking comfort, and let us also go to him when we are rejoicing. Let us be like children because we are his children. And if you're still doubting this of saying, doubting that you too can have faith of a pure child, I understand. Maybe you think you're not, maybe you're not confident that you can purify yourself. Like, KK, you don't know the things that I've done. You're right, I don't, but God does. He knows. I mean, every 
nitty-gritty thing you've done. And even still, he loves you and wants a relationship with you. Currently, I'm reading a book for my officer team from my sorority. It's called The Bookends of a Christian Life. And, y'all, I highly recommend. If I could redo this entire book, just podcast or something, I would. (laughs) Because there's so much wisdom in here. But what I wanted to look at today was a part where they're talking about, you know, us being made righteous through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And using the metaphor of how our slates are wiped clean because all sin is erased. But the book goes on to describe how it is deeper than just our sins being erased. On page 25, it says, But it wasn't enough for us to have a clean but empty ledger sheet. God also credits us with the perfect righteousness of Christ, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. This happens the same way that Jesus was made to be sin, by transfer. Just as God charged our sin to Christ, so He credits the perfect obedience of Jesus to all who trust in Him. In what is often called the Great Exchange, God exchanges our sin for Christ's righteousness. And as a result, all who have trusted in Christ as Savior stand before God not with a clean but empty ledger, but one filled with the very righteousness of Christ. Like, what? This blew my mind, y'all, because I never thought about it that way. That, yeah, like, I was just thought, oh, yeah, I made, I made clean, like, my slate empty. But then, I like, the fact that it's an exchange, guys, <laughs> it's an exchange. Not only are we cleansed and purified in Jesus dying on the cross, but he took our sin and said, switcheroo, here's my righteousness. Like how great that love covers a multitude of sins and we no longer have to feel shame or guilt. But we are free in Christ Jesus because what he has done for us. We we can be pure like children because Jesus has purified us. So how can I be like a child? Y'all, you know me, I'm a practical girly. So here are some verses that say how we can be like a child. In James 4.10, it says... Humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. That's step one, y'all. We can humble ourselves. I mean, back to Matthew 18, verse 4, it says, Whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. You know, whoever takes this humble position is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever, you know, become lowly before the Lord, He will lift you up. They're interchangeable. Y'all, humble yourselves before the Lord, and He will lift you up. Another really good verse, a good prayer to maybe pray before God and say, Hey, God, like, I'm really trying. Like, please help me to become like a child and just fully trust in you and go all in. One really good prayer to pray is in Psalms 51. Just a little bit of context about this verse, about this specific psalm this psalm was written it's a davidic psalm so david wrote it 
when the prophet Nathan came to him, y'all, after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. I mean, he has written, he has written this after committing a really shameful sin against himself, against Bathsheba, her husband, and God. Like, he is just messed up big time. And here he prays in verse 10. He says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Create me a pure heart. Give me a sustaining spirit. Y'all, what a good prayer to pray. I mean, praise God that we have the Bible and the Psalms as examples of what we can come to Him with. I mean, we can come to Him with anything, but they're written so eloquently. You may be thinking, oh, KK, you don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've done. Let this be, <laughs> let this be known that the context of this verse is after David said, oh my word, I just committed this horrible thing. We can come to God with all that we have, with all that we've done, and say, God, purify my heart. Restore the joy of your salvation. Remind me again what it's like to just rejoice in the fact that I get to be with you. So yeah, that's a really good practical verse that we can pray. And it's really, really sweet. Y'all, purifying our hearts. Purifying our hearts may look like purifying the content you consume. You know, your music, your shows, your books. I mean, being made aware of it, you kind of start to realize like, oh my goodness, wow, I didn't know that my favorite song was actually talking about that. Or, oh my goodness, like these shows, they say things that, you know, seem so normal, but really like, wow, <laughs> you know, it's really eye-opening. I, I recommend I mean, look for the little things in your day to make you smile. And as children, you love to hear their laughter. God delights in your joy. One thing that really helps me, I'm a visual person, I'm a visual learner, and sometimes just having it right in front of you all the time helps with that. Um, One of my favorite, I guess she's, I don't know if she's an influencer author, but she's really great one of my favorite people on instagram her name is ashley heather heatherington and she has a ministry called the honey scoop and one thing she's a really big advocate for is writing sticky notes like writing verses writing prayers and placing them in places where they're visible so she likes to do them on her mirror some of you may be helpful if you put them in your car or at your desk or on your computer keeping reminders visible of god in his love and his light can really help with setting your mind on things above and not on earthly things. One one thing that'd be really fun to do, just purifying your heart, being like a child, wear colors and styles that make you happy. You know, wear that shirt that you love or, you know, your favorite jeans or that favorite jacket that's really funky and cool. Honestly, if you wear things with confidence, people are going to be like, man, they look good. (laughs) Another thing is you can look for things to love. 
you can look for, oh my goodness, that house I'm driving by is so cute. I love seeing that every day. Or, oh, I love seeing those trees across from my office. How beautiful. You know, all these things, reminding ourselves with scripture, if it's sticky notes or praying Psalm 51, or looking for the little things, wearing colors, looking for things to love, like all these things are such good practical ways that we can become like children again, that we can be curious again, renew our curiosity, and just have full faith in God. And y'all, it's so, so sweet and joyful and pure and happy. But may I remind you that change, becoming like a child, change in any context, comes with intentionality and prayer. Ask God to do good works in your life, and you'll see them unfold. And it's so beautiful. You know, we're all this talking about becoming like a child and repurifying yourself and asking for restored joy of salvation. It makes me think. It makes me think of that Thomas Rhett song where it's called Country Again. And it's talking about how he kind of lost himself for a little bit. And just in, in the song, one of the lyrics is like, I traded sunsets with my wife for hours on my phone. Another lyric is, you know, he put he got his boots out of the back of his closet and just put them on. And the whole theme of the song is, man, it feels good to be country again. Felt good to be himself again. And that's kind of what I think about. You know, how it would be to become like a child again. Like, man, it feels just so good again to delight in the little things that God has provided for me. Man, it feels so good again that I don't have to worry that I can just trust God. It feels so good again to know that I am purified and justified and can have a curious faith throughout my life. It's so sweet. And y'all, I know I keep talking about becoming like a child and here we are just trying to pay our bills and (laughs) stuff. Just let me know that becoming like a child doesn't mean foregoing your responsibilities. And it, it doesn't mean that you don't go deeper in your faith. If anything, it's helped to strengthen your faith. But it means that we can trust the Father to provide for us. And trust in his provision doesn't mean inaction. It doesn't mean, okay, you know, I'll quit my job and God will provide. No. It means trusting that the provo- that the Father will provide for us through the means he's given us. Y'all, yeah, in Matthew 7, verses 9 through 11, it says, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him? Y'all, how much more will God give us the good things like creating a pure heart in us, like provision? How much more will He give these good things to to us who are sinful people? We know that parents want to give their children good things how much more will god give us the good things that we ask saying hey god please create me a pure heart restore that joy of salvation god give me an eyes to see the small beauties in my day that i may become like a child again for the one who's listening for the one who needs to hear it 
Allow yourself to be like a child, delighting in God's goodness and wholly trusting in Him. Because He's forgiven you and you know, you're no longer marked with sin. You are justified. There's nothing to hold you back from being your inner child. <laughs> For the one who's listening, Jesus loves you. God bless. Hey, y'all. Thanks again for listening to the For The One podcast. Remember to follow along on our Instagram at ForTheOnePodcast underscore. And go ahead and subscribe to this podcast on your listening platform. Feel free to leave comments as I'd love to hear what you have to say. Thanks again for listening. Peace out. <laughs>